It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Most of us eat every day. Some of us too much. Because yesterday's food is not enough to supply energy for today's needs. Why then do some of us expect yesterday's portion of heavenly manna, the word of God, to keep us through today's challenges? On this program, we are going to change all of that. Let's experience God's words today and receive the power we need to live healthy, vibrant lives. Welcome to your daily portion with your host, author, speaker, L. David Harris. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is Sunday, January 9, 2022. Hello, my name is L. David Harris. I am your host, and this is your daily portion where we give you God's word every single day. And today is no exception. We are continuing in our lesson study series in these last days, the message of the book of Hebrews, this time under the caption, in these last days. And no, there's not an echo in here. I'd like to welcome everyone joining us, especially those joining us for the very first time. Please, please go ahead and click that subscribe button and the notification bell. That way, when we are live, you will be the first to know and the first to share. And we are thankful, as I say all the time to those who come regularly, that we can spread the gospel of Jesus Christ into all the world together. And as a result, we will see Jesus very soon. And I'm thankful for the privilege. Let's go ahead and pray, and then we'll get underway. Father in heaven, thank you for giving us this new work week, this new morning. Great is thy faithfulness for the opportunity to open your word in this manner and for people all over the world to be able to worship you together. And Father, I'm asking you now to give us the mindset of people who are awaiting the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen again in these last days. Now, I'm going to ask you a a set of rhetorical questions. You don't have to necessarily respond. It's up to you. Uh, But are we living in the last days? Are we living in the last days? And if you say yes, then then how do we know this? How do you know about that? How are you so sure? And, and how do you feel about it? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you fearful? Are you excited? Well, many of the people of God and worse, even the people of the world are fearful considering the days, considering the times, fearful of what's next. If COVID-19 hasn't taught us anything, 
we have to be learning that this world is not our home as it is. We need to be looking forward to the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, many people are fearful, but let's see what the Bible says about this. In the book of 1 John, 1 John chapter 4, verses 17 through 19, we don't want our hearts to be failing us for fear. We don't want to have like a, 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 a terrible perspective concerning the last days. And the Bible reads, herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Yes, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Isn't it good that God has prepared us for the last of the last days by giving us this love principle? Yes, he loves us so much that he transforms our characters through the person and work and ministry of Jesus Christ if we surrender our will to him. And therefore, therefore, if we are perfected in this love, in this love then the judgment that must commence and then continue and then finally be completed, that judgment can find us standing faithful before the judgment seat of Christ, before the bar of God our Father. Yes, with that law that doesn't really see who is who, that is impartial, that law of God, the Holy Ten Commandments, will be able to judge that we are holy and just and good if we yield our will to God. We are covered in his righteousness. So don't be fearful of the judgment. Don't be fearful of the last days. Now, so much is going on in our day, but I want you to, to just type in the chat. I, I choose not to be afraid. I choose not to be afraid. I trust in God. I choose not to be afraid. I trust in God and yield your will to God. Yield your will to him today. Now, there is so much controversy about when and where or what time the latter days are, right? When and what that means in the various areas of scripture. Now, let me just say many of the references in the scriptures that use the phrase or the term the latter days, I want you to keep that one in your mind. The latter days have nothing to do with the time of the end. And I don't want us to be confused, even if you're reading the notes that I'm reading. Don't be confused by a lot of the allusions to the latter days in the Old Testament, because many of them simply are having to do with, with something that was common in the Old Testament, something that is pointing forward far into the future. I won't give you all the, of the examples. But we must not confuse these expressions with the prophetic time of the end. This is very important because if you don't get this principle as you are teaching, as you are preparing, as you are sharing and witnessing or even thinking about it for your own life, you'll be so confused. Every time you see the latter days, it's like, well, how many years until this thing ends, right? Yeah, it's not always about the time of the end. 
In fact, the Bible reads uh, in the book of Matthew, in the book of Matthew, you know, when you're reading uh, about the last days, your mind has to go to the book of Matthew. We already have the principle now that we are living in the last days, yes, and that is the time of the end in prophetic, uh, in a prophetic sense. We are living in the, the time of the end principle, yes. And we also understand that we have no need to be afraid. If we are perfected in love, we will be just fine. We will have the covering of Jesus Christ. He will take us through the time of trouble, the great tribulation that will hit the earth very, very soon. But now the Bible is teaching us uh, in Matthew chapter 24, and Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came unto him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus saith unto them, See ye not all these things? For verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, and they asked him a, a few questions, a couple of questions, really. Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And then he goes down through a litany of things that would happen as signs. But the question is, of what? Many of the things, and we don't have the time to read through, we need a whole study for this, uh, but many of the things that Jesus begins to outline uh, reference the time up to 70 AD. Some of the things have to do uh, with times leading up to the time of the end. In fact, he said there were some things that you would see, wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes in diverse places, right? He would tell you that there are sea and waves roaring and all kinds of other conflagrations by land, air, and sea, if you understand the prophecies. Yes. Uh, and he said, but these are the beginnings of troubles, right? The end is not yet, he would say. Now, if you understand the prophecies, you can go into the seven seals of the book of Revelation and recognize that we now, not because of sea and waves roaring, not because of wars and rumors of wars, not because of earthquakes in diverse places, not because of pestilences and all of these other things, but because Jesus says, as it was in the time of Noah, yes, you will see in the last days, people will go back to business as usual. They will be marrying and giving in marriage right? And you will have all kinds of other things that seem to be mundane. And he said, this gospel in verse uh, 14 and 15 of the kingdom shall be preached into all the world for a witness, and then and only then shall the end come. The last days are upon us, but not because of wars, but because Jesus is closing up the gospel. Thanks for joining right us, now. listening Peace. friends. Always remember, we cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. This has been your daily portion with L. David Harris. Make it a great day.